Hello and welcome to the Vistamar podcast. My name is Joey. I'm Ava. I'm Jared. What's up, Mr. Dawson? I'm Jack. I'm Sophia. This is your boy, Joshua. And it's Demetrius. And today we have two special guests. Olivia, I'm Tally. What's up, guys? Welcome. So, so our first uh, topic for today is uh, Dogfight, the musical. Mr. Dawson, would you like to take it away? Yeah, so I was at the teacher preview, and it was a really good show. It was a really good show. I heard a lot of the freshmen who I teach, they were, like, really nervous about the play and, like, didn't know how it was going to turn out. But I think it went fine. What was your guys' perspective? Do you think it went well? Um, yeah. I think if we had more time, we could have, like, perfected some stuff but i think it was good so i'm curious about this more time thing. you guys when did you start rehearsing well we Day did one. we started that? auditions the week before school and then we started yeah, yeah it was weird and then we started rehearsals like the week to like the second week of school but our first like three rehearsals were a lot of just talking so yeah. the first one we talked with the whole cast and we were talking about things the next one i think it was like just the three boys and then oh, the next yeah. one, it was Julian and I. So, like, we kind of did, like, just talking a lot and discussing because it's, like, has a lot of, I think, mature, mature to- topics. Yeah. So, like, isn't that normal? Um, we usually don't. I mean, like, compared to a show, like, I guess because it's most recent, like, Mamma Mia doesn't have that much yeah. substance or, like, political relevance, it's let's just say. It's a fun show. Yeah, it doesn't have, I, I would say, as much <laughs> social importance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's much more campy and cheesy. Like, this show, it needed... To make sure like everyone understood the content like especially because it could be um it's kind of it's it's hard to i think execute it in a way where people are understanding that we're making commentary and that like when like there are a lot of horrible things that are said during the show mm-hmm. particularly by the boys and like it's important that they know like why why it's supposed to be said and like what's the importance of that yeah so when i, I saw the preview on thursday and when i was thinking about the play and watching it i was thinking who is the target audience with all these social themes or this uh, sensitive themes and social importance? Who is the audience for someone like this? Um, I mean, I I've loved this musical for a long time. Um, I I think like sixth or seventh grade, I was when I really loved it, and I used to listen to it a lot. Um, I think it's well. I think it's for everyone. I think talking to people after the show, like there were some people who lived during the Viet non-war like era and they were talking to us which was interesting and then like I think it's a really important message for like girls and women to like watch and I think especially like when it talks about topics like um like body image and like anxiety and like like you know that kind of thing but also for boys because I think it kind of shows like how um like group mentality and like trying to be quote-unquote masculine can like destroy it can hurt others yeah, I like that. I like that. Because, yeah, it definitely did have a lot of that in there. <laughs> that, uh, plus yeah. the language and everything. There's some strong language, yeah. Yeah, that made me think the audience was for mainly for parents. Mm-hmm. But I, I do like the new perspective. On and I do parents. think it's important to share with a younger audience because they need to, like, everyone should know what happened and, like, how things were back then. And so that we can, like, grow from it. Yeah, yeah, know how it was to move forward. I like that. I like that. Now back to this timing thing. Okay, okay. let's <laughs> um, get into that. You started the week before school started. There was also an overnighter. Yes. What is the purpose of the overnight? Um, it's to really like get a feel for where the show is. And we do a lot of um like we work from what, three thirty after school yeah. to three in the morning. And then we sleep and then um 
we wake up again at eight mm -hmm. and work till like five. Yeah. yeah. So the biggest play I've been in was the Charlie Brown Christmas in like fourth grade. <laughs> classic. Is <laughs> classic, right? Is it necessary for this high school production to do an overnighter? I think it's necessary for us. Like the things that we get done over during overnights. I've been I've been to all of them that since I've been here and like that's when we make the most progress just because um, you're with the band for a long time like from about like 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. we ran through the whole first act and went really slowly like we had to keep on going through numbers mm -hmm. like redoing it just to get lighting cues because some of the lights were really hard to hit so we'd like go at the beginning of the song and then you say stop freeze right there and make sure that the lights were hitting the right things and then Blaine would say okay turn like light 15 up 80% blue, you know, so it was just programming the lights. Um, so that got a lot of stuff done, maybe not necessarily for the cast, but for the tech, it's really helpful. Yeah. But then also there are times during the overnight where we just work on like this number that needs a lot of help. So mm -hmm. like there, we knew the numbers that needed a lot of work. So I think like there was a lot of work on all those group dance numbers yeah. and stuff. Um, like a lot of spacing and stuff. But it's also, it's good for the cast because we spend so much time together and we're pushing through like, like we're tired and it's like you know and um so we grow as a cast and then we get like develop more friendships and stuff which helps us on stage because we're more comfortable yeah mm -hmm. it's okay yeah and but this show is really strange i think with the overnight a because it's in the fall but also because it's it's a really strange show because there are huge numbers and then there are like moments a long time where there's just like one person or two people on stage so it's it was really strange to uh figure out because like on one hand, like there was a lot of work that needed to happen between like just like two people in scenes. Like Olivia and I would work on a scene, and then like yeah. so, and Olivia and and, and and I was gonna say Richard, Ricky, Ricky. Would work on a scene, um, together. Ricky, I call Ricky him Richard. Yes, Ricky did. Yeah, I I did kind of stalk him last year and make him do it though. Oh, I, so I, you're like I, a scout. You... Oh, I ran like with his car, like while his mom was driving. To I was like, Ricky, you can do wow. I wouldn't give myself credit, Why but um, you do that, Ali. <laughs> I don't know because he sang during the Mama Mia like um oh like, oh, like yeah. thing and I was like oh you should do it so oh, but yeah nice. the timing thing I think it's interesting like I don't know who might have seen it Friday night and Sunday night but during the shows we definitely got better probably I would yeah. say not necessarily in performance but just like it's a tough show as far as moving things like there's a lot of just set pieces that like mm -hmm. surprisingly took a long time to get right and the bed. The bed was really hard to bring okay. on. It was very difficult. It was very difficult to bring on. It brought a lot of stress to us. And we had a we had a lot of mic problems Saturday yeah. night. Like um oh, really? I think Julian and I ran off stage like three times to, to get ones. to get our mics fixed. Wow, interesting. So yeah. Um it it it's just like timing. I do think if we got another week we could have polished it more. Mm -hmm. But um Until everything yeah. is though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More time. Yeah. So I really like the play. Um I thought it was a good showcase of what this mark can do. You guys have been in other plays here, and I assume yeah. you're going to be in the upcoming ones. So yeah. what is next? What's happening with um, theater? Romeo and Juliet. Oh, okay. When's that happening? Um, I don't actually know. It's spring? Know. Or is that it's in, be no, this, this will be in February. Okay. Okay. It's usually in February, like the week before we have our, um, or like two weeks before we have our mid-trimester break. I mean, not a no, uh, second and third trimester break. Okay. And I hear Romeo and Juliet's going to be different this year. It's going to be like a movie. Yeah. So it's um, like, it's more integrative. So like the audience will be um, separated into like Capulet and Montague. And then they'll be like, they yeah, they move around the school for different scenes yeah. and stuff. I'm excited for that. Yeah. 
Next up, Joel, what's happening? Okay, so our next topic is OK Boomer, led by Josh. <laughs> what is this, Josh? OK Boomer. So let's start it off. So I'm pretty sure you guys heard about the term Boomer, right? You've heard the sentence, OK Boomer? The sentence, yeah. Yes. I, no I suppose so. So what it stems from is essentially how Boomers, or Gen X, like think that millennials nowadays are super entitled. Super entitled, they're super like soft nowadays. It's more like a disrespect towards millennials. Like, oh, you guys are too soft. And you guys just want, you're entitled to uh, housing. Now what millennials have just been doing is just saying, okay, boomer, because listing off just so many reasons on why they're wrong is just too time-consuming, and it's to the point where you're saying the same thing over and over again. And this kind of spiraled into, like, huge amounts of popularity, you would say. Like, people are... In a bad way, though, right? Like, in a bad way. It depends. It's kind of a meme, though, yeah. in some way. I don't yeah, think it's like, really you can say it as like a joke, but sometimes people actually use it in like arguments and debates and stuff, and it's really dumb. I do. So I don't, I'm <laughs> so, okay. How did this get big? Uh, so it's kind of like the classic, like, oh, the old generation is mad at the younger generation because of this, that, and the other. And so, um, like, the world's changed rapidly from the time when, like, boomers were kids to us now, like, uh, Gen, uh, Gen Z and Let's change rapidly from them. So I think it's like comes from a lack of understanding because the world's changed so much. Like things are so different from the way things were when we were kids. Like, like it was like a lot easier to get in college. It was a lot easier to like settle down and have like a safe economic uh, hold in your life. Yeah. And so I like and so when people are like millennials and Gen Z like they're having struggling kind of getting college, struggling kind of getting off into like a actually have a house and be able to pay off their taxes and do this and the other. I do think they just don't understand that. And the way their lives were before is that if you simply work hard, you'd be fine, but it doesn't work that way. Hmm. It's like, yeah, it's mainly due to ignorance for like Gen X part on Gen X. I'm not blaming Gen X. It's just saying like, it's, it's a good chunk of it's ignorance. And like, it's a lack of understanding, really. I think also though, like Gen X is, Bef is after the like baby boomers yes. but things that are are frustrating people also is that we're, we're saying like okay boomer to like gen x people or like late millennials too oh, so it's yeah. also like, it's like a, a mislabeling like we're just saying like oh anyone who's older than us like you are put in the group that's like like from like who are causing gun violence who are causing this like climate change okay. problem you know so that answers my question on how this became so big because like if you actually are a boomer you're not on social media listening to people talking stuff like that right so it's actually the mislabeling who's making it popular yeah yeah but i also yeah. think it's like those senators who are on like i think oh, that's really yeah. but like those people on twitter you know like <laughs> it's it's they're on social media they're on social media looking at minion memes this always happens though right josh because like the older generation never understands the young generation right yes. like nothing's new yeah, uh, yeah will smith parents yeah. just don't understand uh -huh. and yeah. then nick cannon did the same thing like it's the exact same thing yeah i remember i saw this uh in history class one time i saw this uh 
this older philosopher, he was talking about how the younger generation, uh, these these kids reading books nowadays, we used to share information orally, but these kids like are making literature. Like what? Books. That's useful transition. And so like, it's just like not. This is like my life worked out the way it was, the way things are before, and there's like like this whole new world that I don't understand. Hmm. So strange. Also, the the crazy thing was like the when some person like on Trump, what I'm pretty sure said that like equating like he equated saying okay boomer to the n word. Oh yes. And like that yes. was a huge controversy. Like, the, I kind of want to speak about that because they legitimately they said that the boomer that saying boomer is on the same level as saying the n word. You want to know something? Dictionary.com responded to that person and said. Boomer is literally not on the same level. Even dictionary.com told them that they were wrong. Yeah, like straight definition. The fact that you don't say the N word and you say boomer should be enough to not equate it. Period. Which two words are worse? Like if you can't say one of the words, But then again, that goes back to the whole culture and climate we're in right now when like people are legit finding things to get upset about. Yeah. Do you think this is one of those things or this is a valid concern? Yeah, low key. Because yeah, everyone's I mean, sensitive these days to, like, everything. Right. You talked about this last week. What about you? I don't know. It's just, like, I feel like I have to watch every single thing that I say because, like, I could offend someone and I don't even mean it in, like, a mean way. And everyone's just like, ah, you're so offensive. You just, yeah. like, you just, like, hurt me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I, oh. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I didn't, like, I didn't even mean it personally. I just, like, it came out of my mouth. And now they're like, my entire heart is just crushed. Like, my soul can't just be fixed anymore. And it's just like, what? See, but then the other argument, now that you know that certain things are offensive, isn't it our duty to change what we do? Yeah, I don't think it's that hard to like, I think there are certain things that can be people over exaggerate, like you shouldn't be that upset about something. But I think when it when it comes to like, especially like when you talk about comedy and like how PC culture is ruining that type of thing, like there are certain things that like we just all understand now is going to be hurtful. And like that includes using slur words or like making fun of suicides. And it sounds like Google is becoming that. So is it our responsibility? I don't know though. But not really. Because it's up to you to judge what is offensive to say. That's true. No, but they're so old. Like they're so old. They have they have they they have they have everything over us. They have the wiseness and they're like they're like when I was your age, they say that. So why can't we say okay, old person, okay, boomer? Like what's the thing about the thing about okay boomer? Is it's simple uh, from why I believe that it's simply a result of lack of communication between generations. Like, I feel like there's just simply a lack of understanding. Because, like, I remember talking with my dad, he's not exactly boom, but he was one year away, so he's like kind of in that group where he kind of like judges my generation. And so, I had like actual conversation with him about this stuff. And he starts to like, he understands it more. He's like, Oh, why do you like like video games so much? And I was like, Dad, do you remember when Pong came out? Do you remember when that game came out? Do you remember how you would go to your friend's house and go there and play Pong for hours and hours? And now, like nowadays, like no one would play because it's gonna be boring. It's like that. <laughs> it's like that, but tenfold. Like, Pong off. sucks now. <laughs> <laughs> Pong is bad. Wow. See, and, it ain't that serious, like, love. Like that, it ain't like, that serious. And so, like, and, like he like starts to understand it. Like, okay, now I'm understanding. Like, even though there can be internet addiction. It's such, like, the internet and, like, the new advances of technology now in a sense, like, it's such a great thing. It's so, such a desirable thing that it's kind of weird that you wouldn't, like, you, like, it's, like, it's yeah. kind of weird, like, 
before you can not be part of any part of your life. Like, I have to go online to get my assignments from this tomorrow. Like, it's the new culture, yeah. It's how we are now. It's also kind of stupid. Like, the, the boomer generation ruins, like, so, this is a Gen huge X. generalization, but like, Janice, I would say, like, they ruin, <laughs> like, the, the, like millennials doing, have housing crisis problems because of, like, 2008, like, recession. Like, there are so many things, like, climate change, we're now, because we've been ignoring climate change, like, it was, it was like, we talked about it in the 80s and no one did anything. Yeah, and, like, yeah. all of this stuff, there are reasons why we can be mad at older generations. Like, we, they're not valid doing anything about guns. Like, there's, there's yeah. valid reasons. Okay, so <laughs> another social media topic. Um, Sophia, would you like to talk to us about why Instagram is taking away likes? Sure. So a couple weeks ago, uh, we talked about Instagram taking away the following, like how to see how many people follow you. Oh, that. The discover but tab, right? Follow account. Or follow account, yeah. And we were wrong about that. That wasn't something that was happening. But something that is happening, confirmed, is that they're taking away um, visible likes of other people's Instagrams. Like, if you you can't see how many people like another person's like post, but they can see how many people like their post. And they've tested it out in countries like uh, Canada and New Zealand and Australia. They're starting to take it away in the U.S. like this week. So, yeah. I don't know, some people like it, some people don't. I don't really have a preference about it. <laughs> Does anyone have think, a preference? Well, I think that, like, the idea behind it's good. Because What's the idea? That, like, there's not going to be as much, like, um like bullying, I guess. Like, having to worry about, like, like popularity and stuff. But I think a lot of people, like, influencers, like, they, they make their money because of how many likes they have. And being able for, like, companies to see that so they can sponsor them and stuff. I think that's important because that's like their job. Um, but then again, I do understand the like the popularity aspect of it. Yeah, I kind of see it as Instagram growing into something that the creators didn't anticipate. Yeah. Because I feel like with these likes, people are, so when they probably create Instagram, I'm just guessing, right? Mm -hmm. You guys probably might agree. When they create Instagram, they wanted you to focus on your picture you're posting, right? Because a piece of art you're putting up. Yeah. But then it became about the likes. That seemed like it got more popular than the picture, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How many guys have done this? Like, wait for the um, Instagram prime time to post. Oh, yeah, time of day. Yeah, After right? School. If you post it and like two minutes later the likes ain't looking right, you delete take it, delete it, it post it later, yeah. right? I think that they my prime time's eight. I know. <laughs> I'm going to Cool. It's cool. Yeah, and then now it's all like, okay, 
if I'm not getting like 10k views yeah, then like what's the point? Yeah. And, it, and it mainly made YouTube videos would go for like more like a factory generated vibe than more like uh, this is my creation that I want to share with the world. Yeah. Like, have you seen a whole bunch of those kids' channels? Like, they're actually awful. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm the My brother has one, but I, you know, I probably shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> Free promo. But, like, we, we, it seems like we understand why Instagram's doing it. Is this the right way to go about it? Is there another way they should do this? To get yeah. focused back to the pictures away from the lens? Um, How yeah, else? I don't know what they could do. You don't see any way? Without, like, uh, like, endangering like how popular their site is going to be because then another then people are just going to go to another one where because people do make their livelihood off of like what olivia said like the people make money this is a new industry now where like money is being made so it's kind of hard to take away an aspect of like um a huge part of culture that's making money yeah definitely the the thing about like the tech guys like instagram they kind of like they, they became so big like google uh like Facebook, Instagram, like different social media platforms like that, they kind of like ate up like all the smaller platforms. That, yeah. And so did someone buy Vine or did Vine just get shut down? A certain website was gonna buy Vine, but that website isn't that great. So <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Uh, yes, I do, but. I don't think it's appropriate for school. So Twitter decided not to sell. Uh, interesting. Um, so yeah, I don't know what other way they could do it. Right. I mean, um, no, they don't. Want to bring back more creativity and individuality to the internet. You have to take down the tech giants and like separate it back into those. Like, Ooh, you're trying to break up Facebook. Oh no, that's a, that don't yeah. don't take on Zuckerberg. No, yeah. like if you want to lose the Facebook, lizard. But like because of like the monopolies those tech giants have. Like the thing about they can do whatever they want. The thing about the tech giants, especially in capitalism, when you become like big business, like the bigger business becomes more to eat everything up, you lose the like you lose the genuine like the genuine aspects of those websites because you're trying to have a wholesale uh, ad like wholesale like content of all these ad like, advertisers. Yeah. And so the thing about these uh, big tech giants is that they when they become really big, they you can't have creativity, you can't have individual creativity. Like kind of it dies. Creativity yeah. and capitalism can't really yeah. exist. They oh, don't, they don't, don't coexist. Yeah. They don't coexist. Oh, okay. Yeah. They can't exist, but only to a certain extent. So we're saying this is a big thing for the content creators. Um, so Fee was saying this was testing in Canada already, right? Yeah, yeah. Is anyone saying anything in Canada about this? I. That's why. Right? I'm like, is it even that big of a deal? Talk about it. <laughs> 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 the Canadians are too nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. I've met some mean Wait, can I say one thing? I think that um, actually capitalism stems from the creativity, just to play devil's advocate. Uh, okay, well, let's not get into that now. <laughs> okay, let's talk. <laughs> okay, well, school's almost over. So, Demetrius, what is our song of the week? All right, today our song should be Doubt or Daunt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Daunt by uh, Jelani Arier. I might be pronouncing the last name wrong, but it's about, like, it's from this kid that's about our age, oh, my age, a senior in high school, and he's, like, trying to, he's trying to make a song to the perspective of one of his exes to show that he's trying to improve himself or other relationships going forward. Interesting. 
Cool. Well, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, shout out to Ryan Gosling.